Alright, hello everyone, and welcome to this, another exciting episode of the Legion of Myth Weekly Livestream. That was extreme. It uh, was. Episode... That's not 122. Not that. No, 125. No. You didn't update that. I did not. I thought you updated that. No, I did not. I just I just made the, the blank. That's the blank okay. That's all right. We don't mind. No one minds. Your hosts are Alex Garth and Marsh. That's me. And Brett Heathen Dog Grissomer. That's me. Ah, very <laughs> good. So, <laughs> so we're all in our places. We're all happy to be here today. How are you doing today, Brett? Heathen Dog. I'm doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. I had a, I had a good uh, picnic today. You know, bratwurst and pulled pork sandwiches. It was nice. That's nice. I had a frantic day of yard work, house repairs, laundry. I'm getting ready to go on vacation, and so I had to make sure that house was nice. Max says that and, he agrees. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Max is going to be angry at me. Well, actually, no. He's angry at you because it's it's your fault. I'll take it. It's all my fault. You can blame it all on me. I'm the source of the world's economic problems. Just just, uh, just for funsies. Are you uh, mad at the president? That was me. No, I, I I'm going that. to I'm going to mail you. Mail. And uh, yes, we are, we are not sponsored by this in any way, but uh, 99 brand... 99 proof watermelon flavored liquor <laughs> right here there it is for some reason that sounds kind of ghetto it is very ghetto <laughs> and i have another one this one is black cherry flavor that after after my segment i'm going to down this for your viewing pleasure it sounds like cough syrup like german cough it, syrup it very well may be just like cough syrup but we're going to find out i thought jägermeister was german cough syrup Wow, that's uh, that's impressive. I'm not drinking because I'll be driving soon. There you go. Yes. Yeah, you are going to. I'm going very far away. I'm going to the land down under, Disney World. So. No, what? Um, that's not down under. <laughs> you didn't put your comics, your comics up there. That's why I skipped that slide so quickly. Very good. And you're welcome for pointing it out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're trying to get away with something. No, no, I can't be the only one in trouble. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anyway, uh, the opinions expressed in the video are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. While I make an effort to find a family-friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasional use of foul or even offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. My language isn't offensive, just my ideas. In my opinion. Your ideas come out of your face hole and they they're offensive do. at all. They do. <laughs> and I'm very proud of that. You know, if you're not offending someone, you're not doing your job. You know, yeah, some people need to be offended. Keeps them on your toes or on their toes. Sure. All right, so I'm going over three comic books today. Brett's going to be going over two anime series in anime on the stream. We're looking forward to that. Yep. Uh, for the next two weeks, I will be on vacation, so it'll just be Heathen Dog, maybe with a special guest. Yes, we'll have a special guest uh, next weekend. Uh, Cthulhu Laws is coming back. That'll be good. Uh, yes, uh, right now, as we speak, he is at a HP Lovecraft convention. So next week, I'll be I'll be I'll be continuing my uh, Call of Cthulhu RPG. Wait, wait, uh, he's, he's going to an HP Lovecraft convention? Yes, in Boston. He's in Boston right now. Do you come out sane or not? I mean, that would seem like a really bad idea. We're gonna find out. But uh, it's a it's a it's a convention about uh, writers who have who have used the genre, and. Uh, um, the, what they, they they talk about, you know, things they cherry picked from Lovecraft stuff to try and keep the same story. And I, I told him to push the Legion of Myth as much as he could, talk to as many people as could, take as many pictures as he can, so I can 
fill up this the n- next week's episode with all all things Lovecraftian. Chaosium's going to be there. I'm mm-hmm. hoping that uh, that he will he will talk to some of the Chaosium people to talk about their upcoming video game. So that that should that be that sounds good. Yeah, that seems neat. Well, if he comes back saying "fatang fatang" and refusing to be in rooms with corners, you'll know something went wrong. Yes. All right, but now, ladies and gentlemen, now that we got that settled, let's move on to something neat, something friendly, something for your ear holes. It is our like, subscribe, and comment. See, I, yeah, that's right. All right, you can always follow us on Twitch at watch our live streams. We have a live stream every single day of the week. Well, not Sunday yeah. this, this couple weeks because I won't have access right. to a computer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, uh, but on their Twitch streams, we have... Uh, Noro playing, was it Cat Adventure right Cat now? Quest. Cat, Cat Quest. Quest. Cat I Quest. I watched the first one. It looks interesting. Uh, we got Heathen Dog doing Darkest Dungeon. We got Max doing, what's Max Leo doing? Planet Nomads. Yes, Planet Nomads. I knew that. I just couldn't remember the name. I feel sad. But lots of stuff going on every single day. Lots of fun. Uh, also check out all of our videos on YouTube. Just go to YouTube look for Legion of Myth. We have, what, 800 videos now? Over, yeah. It's insane. Oh, so if, you, if the first one you watch you think sucks, keep looking. We got a good one in there. You'll yeah, find I it. Mean, it's, it's 800 videos. I mean, e- even if we really, really sucked, which we don't really suck. No, we don't. There's got to be a few gems in there. And eventually we'll wear you down. There you go. You know, because it's kind of like you hate a song, but you hear it enough, you start to sing it. Legion of Myth. That's your. That's what we do. <laughs> that's how I got married. You got to wear them down. Eventually they'll marry you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I use drugs, but yeah, whatever works for you. Hey, you know, (laughs) marriage advice. (laughs) The statements are the the opinions of the individual host or commentator. Uh, You can check us out on Facebook. We just both happened. Actually, actually, uh, the only the only way that that uh, Max Liao got married was probably through drugs or some kind of hypnosis. I was thinking, you know, bribery. Green card. Green card, Noro. Green card. Yes. That's why she's there in Germany. Takes a while, you know. He was had dirt on it. That's all I could think. Eh, pictures. Oh, <laughs> uh, but you can check us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Legion of Myth. Just look for there. You can tweet us at Twitter. We'll tweet you back. We love to do the tweets. Uh, send us a nice message. Maybe you can get into our Discord group. Also, Facebook Messenger. We pay attention to that. And we have a Steam group. Just go to steamcommunity.com slash group slash Legion of Myth. And you get the audio version of this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play. Wherever fine podcasts are aggregated you will find us yep and that's the, actually i like listening to the auto version i do that's just me yeah it's great to listen in the car yeah that's what i do i have a lot of a yeah. lot of long drives so it helps me out yep. if you want to support legion myth and after this intro how could you not yeah, uh, I know, right? you could check a, uh, a twitch streaming subscription at twitch tv slash legion myth a patreon subscription at patreon.com slash legion myth through stream labs directly through paypal or you could get Legion of Myth gear at shop.spreadshirt.com slash Legion of Myth. High quality goods. Yep. Highly recommended. Right. But now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to something a little more interesting than us shilling away. But we like shilling away because you've got to support got support my friends. We would support you. We do support you sometimes. We support you with love. And you can support us with money. But right now, even better than love or money, it is Heathen Dogs anime on the stream. Thank you very much, Garthon. You are welcome. Uh, today on Anime on the Stream, remember, Anime on the Stream is anime that you can find on Hulu and Netflix. Two, uh, two mediums you probably already have accounts on, so no need to spend any extra money to find your good anime. 
Now, the first anime we're working on today is called uh, Toa no Kwan. All right, now uh, it it roughly translates to Eternal Kwan. Okay, and the name of the guy is Kwan. You can see him in the picture. He's got lots of arrows in him, and he's not dead. Hence the eternal part. But it uh, it takes place in a futuristic Tokyo, and strangely enough, it's not uh, it's not post-apocalyptic, which is weird for anime, <laughs> where, where the future is not post-apocalyptic. But that is true. That's kind of are. a common theme. <laughs> exactly, but it's not. It's, I'm it's guessing a really it's happy place. eternal in the idea that he can't be killed because otherwise he's yes. in, not in a good position. Yeah, yeah, he can't. He, well, I'm going to get into all that later. But right. uh, uh, human beings have awakened to uh, powers. And they are haunted by a secret organization called the Kustos. Uh, these beings that awaken to powers are known as attractors. And uh, they, uh, they kind of uh, gather together to defend themselves from, the, from these Kustos and to keep their, their uh, identity secret from the general public. Now, Kuan actually is the, I wouldn't say leader, but he brings them together and he brings, he takes it upon himself to protect them and every new one that, that they, that they find. So leader, maybe not a spiritual type leader. Definitely. So, All right, so there, there's your, there's your brief overview of the anime and now we'll get into the particulars. Did we have it a boundary mission with a guy named Kuan? It's entirely possible. I think we did. Anyway, sorry. That's okay. Uh, directed by... Umanasaki Aida, uh, written by Toshizo Nomoto and Noro. I hope you're not listening because I am butchering your native language. Music by Kenji Kawaii. Uh, studio is Bones. Love that one. Licensed by one. Madman Entertainment. Yeah, I got that one down. Sentai Filmworks and Manga Entertainment. Quinn spelled badly. There you go. Original run was June 18, 2011 to November 26, 2011. Now, this wasn't an anime per se. It wasn't a series. It was six 50-minute films which was a horrible mistake. Hmm. I'm also getting it later. And you can watch it on Hulu. Now, let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about our main character Kuan. He is obviously the protagonist of the story. Uh, he is uh, he cares deeply for for his fellow attractors and people in general. I mean, it's it, it's not like yeah, he's a he's a hero kind of like uh, he he only cares for uh, other people with powers and humans can suck it. No, nothing like that. You know, he 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 likes humans just fine, you know, like you know, he, he doesn't tell humans about himself or any of his friends because humans have a tendency to kill people with powers. And he's seen that throughout his approximately 1000 year lifespan. Uh, he's super strong, super fast, super agile. He actually transforms from the boy on the left to the uh, guy on the right. And that is armor. And uh, I pronounce people's names like a four year old and it sounds really cute. Oh, wow. Don't don't. See, your husband is going to review every word that is said here, so I'm not going to say anything else about that. We're just going to move on. Uh, he he gets that he gets that armor on him, and he can. Uh, he looks like a fish version of Devil Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. He looks like a fish version of Devil Man. I mean that that's that's entirely correct. Now, if we play, which which clip is it? I don't think it's clip one. It could be. Yeah, clip number one. Go go ahead and play clip number one, and uh, we can actually see him transform. Uh, I guess I guess you could say it's something like a Power Ranger style. We're rolling that beautiful footage. There you go. He's running, oh, like a sonic boom, and he's changing the reality. He's going yeah. back in time or something. Well, no, he's he's uh, half of his body is some is for some reason reliving the past, what he remembers, and the other half is uh, grounded in the present. Why that's important, it doesn't it doesn't say. 
Well, maybe it's just like the Highlander thing. Like in the Highlander series, the guy couldn't, you know, take a walk without going, oh, in 1822, I saw yeah, something yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, flashbacks, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that could definitely be it. Just listen, your entire life is a flashback. Yep. All right, that was Toa clip one. A Quan. 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 Yeah, the, the whole thing is called Toa no Quan. But uh, yeah, that, so that that's his thing. And he also has perfect regeneration, which accounts for his uh, long life. Uh, his cells regenerate perfectly from damage of any sort, even age. So yeah, he's he looks about 14, and he's been 14 for a thousand years. So there's him. Now let's let's go all the other interesting characters in this thing. Oh wait, there aren't any. See <laughs> all of all of these uh, all of these people. That's not even that's not even all of them. They, they, these are all uh, supporting cast good guys. You don't need to know their names because they're not important. All of them are poorly defined. They're given lip service for maybe five or ten minutes on their backstory, on their personality, and then they're shelved. I mean, they only come out uh, when 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 the plot when they need the plot to move forward, and they only exist to make Kwan to 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 make Kwan not just relevant but to do his bidding. Like uh, for example, the girl on the top left with the bandana on her head, she can talk to animals. She she's used to spy on people and and find new uh new uh um, emerging attractors all right uh she is used when kuan needs something found then she she comes out of the woodwork and goes oh i can do that she does her thing and then goes back in the background uh the 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 lady in the top middle is a doctor when someone's hurt she comes out when no one's hurt she's barely around uh the girl on the bottom right is a telepath she's only used when kuan needs to talk to somebody who's far away he could use a cell phone but instead he uses his his verizon attractor well, right as there. one does. Yeah. So all of these cats are irrelevant to the story. They, they no, they, no time was spent on them. You don't care about any of them. It was disgusting. Hated it. I don't, even, I don't remember all their names. I don't care. Don't care. Now we'll, we'll get into the main antagonist. This is uh, uh, Genji Kamashiro. He is he's the, the commander of this Kustos, the secret organization that hunts and captures attractors. Now, uh, where these attractors go, it isn't isn't initially said, but he does it. He does it to protect humanity from these these emerging aberrant beings is what he calls them. Now, uh, people people get on board this because an, an emerging attractor has trouble controlling his abilities has real, real trouble controlling his abilities. And we can see that when we roll right now, clip number two. You have, you have a, a small boy who is, uh, who is uh, coming into it, coming into it. Uh, wow, he's like making energy balls or something? Or going all yes, crazy? Yes, uh, like antimatter balls. It just destroys everything Ooh, it touches. Yeah, and you see his body morphing and changing. Uh, that didn't last long. Yeah, that was kind of unfortunate for him. Yeah, yeah, it, it is unfortunate for him because uh, he, uh, they, the uh, the Kustos organization found a way to uh, to detect the the larval emergence of an attractor when when they first manifest their powers hmm. uh, to to a point where where they will now become you know basically mutants you know so then they go and they find them. And the way they find them is they, they use a bunch of cyborgs to go and hunt them down because some of these guys have powers that are crazy, as you saw. You know, the, that little that little boy had little antimatter balls. Anything it touches just ceased to exist. 
It's rather useful right? tool if so, you're trying to take over a nation or something. Could be, could be, but they aren't. They're just little kids who don't who don't want to die. That's pretty right. much it. But uh, we'll, we'll we'll go on to our, our next guy, and this is uh, this is Shun Kazami. Now uh, he is uh, he is uh, what do you call it? Uh, Cyborg Epsilon. They have they have Alpha, Beta, Gamma. Um, Epsilon, Delta, and de- yeah, de- Delta, uh, yeah, Gamma, Delta, uh, Delta, Gamma, Epsilon, yeah, and uh, as as their as their cyborg Custos force that actually goes in and uh, and uh, captures them and and brings them back to base. Now, he's one of the only characters besides the main character and the main villain that get actual screen time development. Like, like uh, three quarters of an episode is is based on his character. Uh, his backstory, his current story, and and his his development as as a, as a person uh, changing, you know, as as the story moves on. So I actually like him because he's one of the only guys I know. Right? I mean, no one else had any had any time devoted to them, so it's great. Now, uh, you really you really you don't really understand the the Kusos organization besides this uh, Men in Black type deal. You know, all, that's all you really get for the first two or three uh, movies in this anime series. But after after it starts into his backstory and his current story, when it starts following him around, you get you get peeks behind the curtain of the Kustos organizations, what they're really about, uh, all of the people there. Uh, through through his story, uh, a, a bad guy uh, supporting character is developed by accident, I think. You know, because they were focusing on him, but to do that, he had to he had to uh, interact with someone. So they interacted with his with his doctor. All right, All right? and so 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 the so the doctor got some accidental backstory and and some accidental development because he was around a guy that they were really trying to develop. It was pretty funny, you know. So all of this all of this comes down to the 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 rating I had to give it. I had to give it two stars. It's Ooh, below ouch. average. Yeah, I mean, if if you like high action, uh, you and and you like all anime with high action, then this is good. This is good for you. Now, a couple of times they they, they did use uh, body morphing and and the whole uh, walleye effect to simulate oh, okay. fast motion, which I hate. Yeah, no. I hate that. They didn't use it for every one. They used it for some, which is just sloppy. I mean, all it, all it means is that you you decided you didn't want to make enough frames to make fast motion look good. That's it. Uh, the, the main character himself, Quan, is compelling. I mean, they, like I said, they, they devoted all the time they had to his backstory, and it worked out beautifully. I mean, he's a well-rounded, well-developed character. You completely understand all this, all the decision he makes uh, be, because you already you know how he thinks, which is fine. I mean, uh, I, I liked it that that the antagonist, besides the main character, the, the, the antagonist had the most the most uh, um, backstory and well-rounded uh, uh, foundation. It was great. I mean, see, seeing seeing behind the veil through the eyes of a of a quote-unquote bad guy was was it was interesting storytelling, and I liked it. Now, now we go to the bad stuff. All the supporting cast, besides the people I specifically named, are just paper people. They're, they're just they're just there to to just uh, forward the plot. And nothing else. I mean, uh, if you want a good supporting character, you have to you have to sometimes be at odds with the main character, try and convince him he's right or wrong. Well, not necessarily, but you do have to be given a reason to care about them. Yes, yes, and uh, I, uh, all of them just completely ag- agree with with Quan all the time. It's like, oh, okay, you want that done? I'll do it for you. 
uh, no, we, we should do this. Oh, you're right. We should do that. There, there is no, there is no back and forth, you know, the, you, uh, that nobody had to walk Kwan anywhere, you know, like, or, or Kwan never had to walk anyone to his, to his point of view. Like we, we should, we should do a frontal assault. And if, if, and if someone else said really a frontal assault, that doesn't seem that smart. What if we go in the side, you know, uh, so, uh, you go in the front, we'll go in the side and then we'll, we'll do a, a Hannibal pincher movement type thing. Okay, that that sounds fair. We'll do that. No, there's none of that. It's like we're we're gonna go frontal assault. Okay, go frontal assault. That sounds good. Yeah. Nothing. There there was no back and forth. These people basically didn't exist. All right. I hated it. Now the main problem, the the problem that I believe uh, is where all these other problems stems from stem from is the fact that they had no time. I I believe in my heart that this was supposed to be a whole anime series, a full twenty two episode run, but. They either they either got rushed to production, or they didn't have enough, have enough money to do that, and they had to they had to squish it down. Well, that does right, happen. They, they, it does happen, and that that's probably it. But it made the whole thing suffer. I mean, they had to choose to focus only on the main good guy, the main bad guy, and one ancillary bad guy. No one else got any love whatsoever, and it killed the story. It really killed the viewing experience. Oh, I'm so sorry. I mean, it had so much potential. If it if it had if it had enough time, if it had enough money, if it had enough, if it had a full 22 episode run, it it, it would have easily been three or four stars, easily. All right, good to know. Our next anime is a, a little a little PG 13 ish, but uh, only only for prudes in the U.S. who who think nudity is the end all be all of Satan. Uh, it's a samurai harem. Now uh, the 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 main character is uh, Yoichi, or Yoichi. I mean, uh, Noro is probably going to yell at me for that. That was Yoichi. Uh, after, yeah, it could be, or Yo Yoichi, Yo Yoichi. I think that's it, Yoichi. Uh, uh, after learning martial arts for seventeen years in the mountains, mind you, uh, his his father that is the sends best place to learn martial arts historically. Exactly, speaking. exactly. Right. Yeah, sends him to the city. Uh, to to learn with the with the um, Ikaruga family uh, because they, they also have have a have a dojo there and um, you know he should learn he should learn someone else's ways and plus the ways of the city because a samurai needs to be well rounded and be master of any environment he's in so he needs to experience multiple environments and so you know he's like no it makes perfect sense really what happened was uh, he sent him away because his father couldn't teach him anymore he had surpassed him years ago swordsmanship wise all right. So he was like, he was getting, he was after years of that, he was getting kind of pissed off that, that his 17 year old kid is better than he'll ever be. So bah, moved, moved him on. So that, that's the whole, that's the whole premise of the thing. He, he goes to this city to, to, to meet up with this, uh, with this family who are, who are ancient friends of, 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 uh, of Yoichi's family. So, you know, they have, they have ancient ties and stuff like that. All right. And so we're going to get into details of this now. It was directed by, uh, I'm going to say Rian Kujo. Because that, that's what it looks like. Um, uh, Hideyuki uh, Kurata was written by Hideyuki Kurata. And music is by uh, Kikuya Tomoki. Uh, studios AIC, licensed by Sentai Filmworks and MVM Entertainment. The original networks are TBS, CBC, Sun Television, and BSI. Original run was January 8th, 2009 to March 26, 2009. For a total of 12 episodes. And again, you can watch on Hulu. Now, I've been Hulu heavy these last few times because Netflix has moved mostly over to their own in-house production of anime right. movies. 
and those aren't really anime because they're all made in the U.S. by U.S. people. You know, so uh, the, even even the ones like like Gantz Gantz Zero had had Japanese actors, but it was a U.S. studio that made it. Well, it actually, comes to like kind of the philosophical question of when is an anime not an anime? Like, is Avatar: yeah, well, The Last Airbender an anime, even though it's all American? Right, right. And uh, I have to go that it has to be it has to be made. Uh, principal production has to be made by a, a Japanese company. And that that is my hard and fast rule. All right, fair enough. That's my hard and fast rule, so I keep it that. Anyway, let's go to the, let's go to the main character. Uh, Yuichi Karasuma. Uh, he's the protagonist. He's the he's the samurai from the mountains. And uh, he uses the soaring wind divine uh, soaring wing divined wind style. He actually uh, when when he swings his uh, his wooden katana he has a he has a training katana practice katana because uh he doesn't need a real katana because he can he can manipulate the air in front of his katana if he wants to create an actual edge a, a sharp air in front of his katana if he needs to cut something just use like a kendo stick yeah basically yeah it's it's not it's not a kendo stick it's a, yeah, it's a training katana yeah but yeah, yeah. It, it looks the same yeah um he does not know the current customs in japan because he's lived all his life on a mountain and He's been uh, in a crazy in, samurai retreat in the mountains. Yeah, he's been in a crazy samurai retreat in the mountains for his entire life, so he has no idea what's going on. So he's he was raised as a completely honorable samurai, and in, in the city that that created problems with police when he when he first got there. He knows climbing little, stairs and get water from the well. Pretty much that, yeah, pretty much that the whole time. Uh, so he uh, uh, he is anime samurai honorable, like real real samurai were just d bags. But anime samurai are are super heroic, honorable people, and you know, and he's very protective of everyone, especially those close to him and children. He has he has a soft spot for for uh, small children. Well, that's good. Sushi that's sword. What, what's a sushi sword? <laughs> the oh, the, the carrot iron founderson of anime. Wow, honey, we we got a Terry Pratchett reference in here. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> King Carrot coming at you. Okay, sorry about that, everyone. Okay, now uh, our our secondary our secondary main character is Ibuki Ikaruga. Now she is the she's the de facto head of the Ikaruga family because her parents are uh, quote unquote uh, away uh, seeking training. Now aren't they always? it doesn't. They're not they always. Yeah, they're they're not really uh, seeking training in the in the manga. Uh, it it says why they're really gone. And she doesn't know. Uh, her father was was cursed with the with the insatiable desire to kill all of his children. Well, that's so a heck he, of an insatiable desire there. Yeah. So he had to go, right? <laughs> so he had to leave bit, yeah. rather than, rather than kill his children. And his wife went with him to to try and help him find a cure. Oh, Nora loves Discworld. Good good job. So uh, she, uh, she she is the head. She's the she is the current head of the of the uh, um, Ikaruga family. She is the assistant. So she was the assistant. Now she's the only instructor of the of the Ikaruga dojo. Uh, she has violent tendencies, which are anime style violent, like you know, like most like most giant leading. Fe- no, 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 no. I'm I'm talking like most uh, most leading female characters. They are they get super angry at the protagonist for like no reason that you can fathom whatsoever. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, so she has that kind of temper, but uh, most of the time she is very protective and motherly. As, as again, especially to small children. Uh, the reason being is because she was left to take care of her three little sisters, which we are looking at right now. Here we go. The rest of the of the Ikaruga family: Kagome, Ayame, and Ch- uh, Chiaya. 
I'm gonna go with that. Uh, they, they, they just call her they just call her Chi or Chi Chi in the in the anime. But uh, this is from left to right. So the little girl Kagome, uh, she's the one with black hair on the left. Uh, she is uh, very kind and an excellent judge of character. She has that she has that uh, whole uh, mystical childlike thing where she can look at someone, sniff them, and go, "Okay, he's good, he's bad, whatever." All right. Yeah, she she's got that. And then we go to the blonde-haired one is is Ayame. She is uh she's uh, she's just entering her teens and she's she decided to go rebellious on it. So she's angry all the time, you know, and you know she's got the punk hair, which is the blonde hair. You know, that's that's punk and Well, she has Japan, a black ribbon. That's totally punk. Can't you see black how ribbon. evil that oh, is? Oh, she has a black you're right. She has black ribbon. You're right. Yep. <laughs> And uh, and then Chi over on the over on the right side, she is uh, she's level headed, but uh, she she's a professional manga artist. So she's a little she's a little over sexual. All right. Not Obviously. not in not not in action, but in words like like she sees a situation and she immediately gutters it. You know, like, oh, he, he he's obviously like, pervy. Yeah. He, yeah. He's obviously pervy. He's looking up her skirt when really he just fell down. It's like, oh, perv. You know, sure. Her brain just goes right there. All right. Now, uh, of all of these, of all of these, the only two people that that actually studied the the family martial art is uh, is the the head of the, the head of the family, uh, Ibuki, which is the purple haired girl, and right. the the blonde angry girl, which is Ayame. All right, fair enough. They're they're the only two ones that can actually fight with a sword. All right. The, the other two, well, the uh, Kagome's too young to to fight effectively, really, and uh, and the the. Uh, second oldest child the uh chi uh is just really really into manga and never decided to train all right so she decided not to train at all so that is that is the family he is he's living with now now we're gonna go to the main antagonist which is which is uh yukio uh sagino mia i'm gonna go with that it's not right it's a horrible thing but it's not right uh he is he's the head of his clan and he is the master of Heron's Temple Azure Sky School of, of fighting, uh, which is a which is a, a form of wind manipulation using fans instead of All sword. Right. Yeah, and he's had a crush on on Ibuki since uh, since they were kids, and he he's he's super rich, he's super entitled, and he thinks everything is his. So when 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 he when he continues to go after Ibuki, he gets more and more insane about it. So that's why he becomes the bad guy. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, like I said, he he's he's super rich. He's he's super he's super toward the end. He's super insane. Um, he's really intelligent. He is methodical. Uh, he's no one to be really trifled with. I mean, you know, uh, he's he's basically a uh, he's basically a the, the best parts of a Bond villain, except he's not going to be dumb enough and leave you in a death trap and walk away type of guy. So you know, he's he's he's, he's a problem if he, if he's on your bad side. And he has a sister. Uh, Sakon, uh, that's that, that's Yuko's little sister. She's also a she's a disciple of the Heron's Temple Azure Azure Sky School, but she also specializes in in herbalisms and poisons and psychotropic drugs. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, so she's a fun at parties. I could think so. Sounds like she's yeah, she just is, a yeah bubble she's of joy. Exactly, she's completely devoted to to her brother to the point where she just goes whatever he says is law. That's it. Just 100%. That, that's how he says it. It's true. I'm doing that. Uh, she has to die. Why? Because my brother said so. So she has to die. Is there a reason? That's the only reason I need, dummy. That's it. Start mixing the poisons. Exactly. Start mixing it up. Mm, coach, your, coach your weapons, kids. It's going to be going to be fun times tonight. 
so yeah the, those those are are the main characters and the the uh, story is about is about uh, our main character learning the ways of the city uh l- learning uh na- navigating uh all of the all the weird sexual stuff they never had to think about before because it was just him and his dad on a mountain think about that him and his dad on a mountain and now he's living with with uh with three teenage girls two of them are of legal age and they're pretty hot <laughs> bear and there's even an evil pretty girl out there too so hey you know yeah, but but she is, I think, twelve. She's just a uh, oh, developer. never mind then. Early, yeah. No yeah, twelve, twelve or thirteen. She's just you know early developer. But uh, yeah, the, the the story the story's great. Let's let's go to our. I gave it three stars. Uh, it's got smooth action. Okay, none of that uh, none of that uh, 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 character bending or walleye effect. No, when when they when they denote speed, they actually do it correctly. Uh, there 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 are really two ways I accept for for making su- super fast motion possible in anime one of them is to you have to draw more frames per second so so it doesn't get choppy or or you use the dragon ball z technique which is uh it's 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 not explicitly stated but it's it's inferred that that you're seeing the hero as the enemy sees him and he's moving too fast for the enemy to see yeah. so you can just dis- disappear from one place and appear in another those are the only two acceptable forms of fast motion. I think there's that, more than that. Come on, those those are the ones those are the ones that I accept without the, question. The I mean, common ones. You, there are you, other. Yeah, you, you may be situations. able to sell me. You may be able to sell me on some, but you're not going to sell me on 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 body morphing or walleye effect. You're All never right. going to sell me on those. No, that's okay. All right, You're right. Now you have good character development on both sides. This is the polar opposite. Of, of the first anime each character gets gets a good long time to to delve in their backstory their their feelings their fears their aspirations you get to know them each one even even the 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 uh, students in in the in the uh in uh, ibuki school that that she's the head of uh they are they are developed to, to the point where they are fully fleshed out characters it was great, and and the the bad guys, the, the the main bad guy and his sister, and 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 uh, the, even even the 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 I wouldn't say nameless assassins that that the that the the older brother uh, hires, but uh, the the assassin of the day or whatever that the older brother hires, uh, they 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 get a, they get they get some time, you know, to actually figure out where they're coming from, all, what their personality's like. I loved it, you know, no stone left unturned story wise in this one. It was great. And what I really liked is that yes, uh, uh, the the uh, what do you what did you, what did you call it? The uh, soaring wing, divine wind style looks very much like uh, like original Naruto type ninjutsu. Oh, that's cool. But they don't dwell on it as magic. They just accept it. Okay, just that's accepted, it. and move on. They don't explain it. They don't hang a lantern on it. Nope. They just move on. I mean, a, a couple of people who, who have never seen, like, quote-unquote, real samurai before, uh, remark on it like he didn't actually hit me. Something hit me before he hit me with his sword. You know, stuff like that. But they're yeah. not freaked out like, oh, crap, he hit me with friggin' magic. They don't do that. You know, they, they, they accept it and they move on. They move forward, which I really liked. It kept the story flowing. You didn't have to bring everyone to speed. Yes, magic is real. Do, you know, just get over it. Accept it open your role view no never do anything it, it didn't derail the story which i liked now what i didn't like about it was the stereotypes what 
the the stereotypes are acceptable in in Japanese anime, but they're just so done all the time. Like like the whole angry angry at the at the main character for for no reason. He 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 fell accidentally fell on you, and you immediately think he's a perv, even though he he was completely bashful, making sure not to see anything when you were naked a second ago. All right, well, standard stuff, you know. Exactly, but then but then they do it again with all of of the of the uh, of the uh, what do you call them the the uh, uh, Ikaruga family. Each one of those girls is a stereotype, a blatant, strong Japanese female stereotype. And it was it was exhausting to watch. I had to knock it down a star and a half because of it. Fair enough. I mean, some people probably too, enjoyed that. Yeah, these some people may enjoy but... it, but it was it was just too many. Yeah. In one place, it was it was all these different stereotypes under one roof, literally one roof. Value of the stereotypes. And, and it was it was mentally exhausting trying to follow all these girls with 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 their over the top stereotypical personality traits mentally exhausting all right so yeah so i i i after a while i just breezed out on that part and and the rest of it flowed nicely <laughs> all right very cool but uh, yeah there those are those are my uh, uh th- those are my two anime for today i hope they've ed- educated you and i hope that uh, that you either uh learned what not to watch and or what to watch. Well, didn't learn anything too exciting. I want to jump up and down for this week. Yeah, that's fair. They, they, hey, they, they all can't be winners and, and they all can't be boners. So that's true. Wait it is. Now, I'm finished. Now, I will have this black cherry. But if you want more Heathen Dog, you can always check oh, out wait, Heathen no, Dog. No, you're, take, you're taking away my spotlight. Oh, it's medicine. You're right. I, re- I regret it immediately. If you want more of that, check, oh. <laughs> check out oh. Heathen Dog's Heathen Dog with anime and RPG segments on the Leech with Weekly Livestream. And also his Star Trek Online Foundry team-ups with, hey, this guy over here, Garthon. Uh, oh, and, and everyone, I want to let you know that even though Garthon has been gone for two weeks, we have we have, we have have doubled up on our recordings. So you're not going to miss a single a single day because we have two weeks in the can already. That's right. Not going to miss a day, guys. Nope. You can always enjoy the foibles of the foundry. Of the foundry, the gr- we could must rise up the great and must cast a light upon the weak to let us yes, know. Yes, and what there is are a couple of stinkers. Who? Cold Blue Space Part Eight. We actually didn't do that one yet. Nope, we didn't do that one. That's on my list though. Uh, we did Mirror Ball. Uh, Trouble in Paradise is on the list as well. Mirror, Mirror Ball. Mirror Ball was a pretty good time. I liked that. Yeah, one. it was a pretty good time. I liked it. But you will oh, see that. I'm going to have to sneeze. Hang on. Uh, also, you can check out his streams Monday and Friday at 12 noon CST. Uh, he was doing StarCraft 2, but he didn't update his slide again. Um, currently doing Darkest Dungeon, which has been a lot of fun to watch. Beautiful and frustrating at the same time. He beat oh, the man, you have to, you have to watch. Uh, you have to watch episode number eight. Uh, I had a whole team wipe on that one. Garthon watched it. Max watched it. It was just debilitating. Max was actually there live. Oh, it was so soul sad. crushing. Oh my god! If you want to see soul a man, crushing. a man want to see a man die in front of you. There you go. Watch his soul mm, leave his body. Is. Yep. I think he's even dog. But next up on the cavalcade of fun, we have Garthon's comic poll, where Garthon pulls comics and tells you about them. 
First up this week, U.S. Avengers number nine. It's not a secret I'm a fan of this series. Uh, written by Al Ewing. The artists are Paco Medina and Juan Vlasco with Alex Arismendi. Uh, colors are done by Jesus Abertov and Rochelle Rosenberg. Uh, this covers Paco Medina, Juan Vlasco, and Jesus Abertov. Pretty good issue. In the last issue, uh, we saw uh, Sunspot, Roberto da Costa, uh, head of the U.S. Avengers, uh, finally, with the aid of his team, uh, be able to snap actually, out of... Actually, one person, really. Well, well yeah. Uh, Dr. Tony Ho figured out that he was mm-hmm. overheating to his powers, powers for feedbacking on him, was able to literally make a solution out of bubblegum wrappers and a few odds and ends she got around. She Tony Starked it. That's right. She Tony Starked it. Much like Tony, just like her father saved Tony Stark, she ended up saving... Uh, Sunspot. Mm -hmm. Uh, So in this issue, uh, they immediately start breaking out of the Hydra prison they're in uh, because you're dealing with Sunspot at full power. He is one of the most powerful mutants in the Marvel Universe. He doesn't always use it. He's kind of a jerk. And right now he has the M-Pox, which is caused by the humans' uh, Terrigen Mists, so his powers kind of kill him a little bit, but if it's certain death or maybe death down the road, eh, you know. You go with maybe death down the road every time. Yeah, so he starts tearing down the place. He gets attacked by the Red Hulk who's under nano control from Hydra and he just burn. he just superheats the Red Hulk until the nanites burn out. Ain't gonna hurt Hulk very long, but it'll kill the nanites. And what's hilarious is while that's going basically the way they the nanites control it, like one of the guys is like kind of controlling him like a video game. So you like see these Hydra agents like peeking around the corner trying to control him. And the guy's like, Death do the death blow, do the death blow like dude, it's not that easy. It's not a video game. Hoppergun, Hoppergun, <laughs> shut up, man. And then after it gets burned out, they're like, oh, hell, they start running. And Red Hulk just turns, does the big Hulk clap, and just smashes all the bulletproof glass and knocks him out. So um, at the same time, the Euroforce, the European heroes, being led by Squirrel Girl, temporarily because she's there, um, come in. They start t- taking down Hydra's main floating base. At the same time, it's being taken out from within uh, the well, the prison area is being taken out. So, really great issue. It's a nice turning point issue. The last couple of issues have been kind of dark, kind of we're all getting beaten as part of the whole stupid Secret Empire arc going out through Marvel right now. Mm-hmm. But this is one of those turning point issues, kind of like the last Secret Empire, where, okay, we're starting to get ahead. We're starting to beat them. Uh, this is Hydra's main foothold in Europe, and they are destroying it in this issue. And it's great to see. I really do wish that the European uh, Freedom Force was really fleshed out a bit more in this uh, in this issue. There, uh, they've only just kind of showed them a couple times. It's a really interesting team. I really wanted to see, to see more for them. I don't think they're ever going to get their own comic or anything, but I really like seeing it. And that's one of the great things about the issue. I found all the characters, even like Miss Hydragoons, interesting. I don't necessarily want to know their life stories, but I like seeing them. And everyone who makes an appearance is fun to watch and fun to read about. Um, and that's really one of Al Ewing's strengths. He's so great at doing these little moments for all these characters that make you care about them. Um, the art looks like the cover. Um, the, well, the covers, the, the colors are different interior. Uh, they're bright. They show how things are going. Uh, the, the action is always easy to find, even or something weird like uh, blowing out all the glass. It's not hard to follow. Um, and so uh, Paco Medina, 
with Juan Vasco and Alex Arzmendi, uh, just knock it out of the park. Easy to follow, great to look at. Character models are clean. Uh, it's the way he frames a scene does a great job of putting focus on where you want it. Um, at the, but the most, what he's great use of dramatic angles without getting too artsy. Um, the colors pop nicely. It really is just to me, it's an all-around excellent comic. Uh, four and a half stars for this one. I just really loved every minute of it. The writing was sharp. It was went from dark to funny when it needed to. Uh, so, gosh, just can't say enough good things about this issue. Not quite a five star, but really highly recommended. U.S. Avengers number nine. Nice, cool. I mean, that that that's that's good hearing that from you for a Hydra centric. Yeah. Well, um, it's it's actually against Hydra in this yeah. one, so I guess that's not fair. But the uh, like I said, the, my big stumbling blocks. I really maybe it's a four star, but I'll get a four and a half. I really wanted to see a more backstory on the uh, European heroes. I mean, they have Ares on their team, for God's sake, who was dead, and then he's back, and they never explain it. Mm. But they have a very interesting team, and with the way Marvel Comics are right now, I doubt they're going to give them an issue or their own series, which is kind of a shame because I'd rather see a series on that than see Black Panther have three different series that no one's buying. Because mm. the core Black Panther title was really good, and then they started doing Black Panther Wakanda and Black Panther the... the uh, was it the party, the quest, the try? What? Basically, his like group of butt kickers got. Well, it's because he's got a movie coming out. Yeah, but the main Black Panther series was excellent, and then they watered it down with all these titles, so people stopped buying it. Cause like, well, what do I buy? And so, ugh, same problem they're doing with a lot of their titles. Uh, anyway, four to four your and a half. Staring at staring at your back. You know you're on camera. Anyway, next, uh, we're going to have Generations, the best, all new Wolverine and Wolverine. What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, that, 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 is, that, that title is just word soup. It is one of the dumbest titles I've ever had to read. <laughs> the Generations series is basically where Marvel is taking like one of the original heroes, like Wolverine, pairing them up with uh, their like new version, which is X-23, but they're calling her all-new Wolverine because that's the current Wolverine book. Uh, anyway, but they're doing, uh, but there's going to be a Captain America one, a Hulk one, blah, 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 all these Thor. But this is the first one that I know of released. Generations, and Wolverine like the, had the old line of, I'm the best at what I do, but what I do is very nice. I know it sounded like Batman. I apologize. Yeah. Um, but Batman could be Wolverine if he had claws and uh, a cop-out regeneration factor and a bunch of abilities he and, never uses. And uh, Batman was actually Wolverine. Well, no, Wolverine uh, no, was dark, actually that was Batman dark claw. at one point. No Dark Claw yeah, references. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No yeah, Amalgam yeah. comics. was actually Batman for a while when he was actually Vampire. No, that was uh, actually or. the Amalgam comics you're talking about where yes, Marvel and DC came together. Yes. And, yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that was anyway, cool. That was cool. It was not. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool in like the 1990s way it was in the same way that uh the mix of flash and ghost rider to be speed demon was cool or yeah. the mix of captain america superman to be super soldier was cool you know well the the mix of uh dr uh dr, dr. strange fate. and dr fate to be dr strange yeah. fate no that was not cool i never thought that was good no it was not well I you can't you bad. can't mix it because they both have they both start with doctor exactly right like doctors <laughs> And they could just Doctors be strange, strange fate, fate, but I guess that, you know, after they spent all that time getting a degree, they just want to be called, you know, yeah, Mr. Yeah. Yeah, they have an ego problem. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, 
you know, no one just goes around calling him Doc, you know, calling him Von Doom. No, it's Doctor Doom. Exactly, because he he's got a rep to maintain. That's right. Or as the old Doctor Evil line says, "I didn't spend eight years in evil medical school to be called Mister." Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how you went to evil medical school. Anyway, back to Generations, the best, all new Wolverine and Wolverine, Bob Schnick Schnicked. Uh, written by Tom Taylor, <laughs> artist is Ramon Rosanas, uh, color by Nolan Woodard, and cover by Jorge Molina. Um, okay. online this book is getting a lot of positive buzz. Uh, they say it's a dramatic story, and they'd love seeing them team up, and all this other stuff. Um, I'm not feeling it. The art's pretty good. But the problem is, Marvel has still stated that Logan, Wolverine, is still dead, and he's not coming back. So why are you doing a Generations book that looks like he comes back? The book is essentially a dream sequence, I guess, oh, of God. him in his coma. Really? Or maybe X-23 or All-New Wolverine is joining him in his weird fugue death state. And so he's having a dream about me being married to uh, Mariko, even though she died. And <laughs> he has to rescue their daughter. And uh, the book annoys him that he has to rescue his daughter from these ninjas. And the fight scene is straight out of the movie The Wolverine. And it's where the hand is attacking him, and they're starting to put like all the uh, the arrows with chains on him, and they're pressing, and they're gonna start pulling. He's like, Arr! it's that's straight out of the movie. It's kind of a dramatic scene, but really, you're pulling a little too close to a bad source material there. And he says that, oh no, I can regenerate from just about anything, but I, my brain still needs oxygen. If they pull me underwater and drown me, that's it. No, what has that ever been true about Wolverine? That never is been true. Bull. He- he he's been he's been atomized except for a drop of his blood and regenerated from that. Right. Well, I hit a special crystal and stuff. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. But but still. But still, that happened. Um, yeah. So no, that's bull. And then after they go and they rescue. Um. Well, anyway, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, X twenty three, Elder Wolverine shows up, and he's like, "Who is this? She smells like me, but no, she's not. And she's faster than me." She's more vicious than me. Sure, her senses are sharper than mine. She's a better fighter than me, but I'm stronger. It's like, oh, so she's better than you in almost every single way. Yay. Um, and it, throughout the whole comic, she does everything better than Wolverine. Do you smell that? Yeah, I do. <gasps> do you hear that? Yeah, I do. Oh, look out, it's a trap. Yeah, it is. I'm so old and dumb. I don't know. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> and it's awful. You know, and it's like whoever wrote it just loved X-23 so much. Like, yeah, Wolverine's okay, but he's the olds. He's the dumbs, man. Um, Oh, but I guess he's strong. He has bigger muscles. Ew, bigger muscles. Ew, icky. Um, At the end, you know, he's, they rescue the daughter, gives it back to the, to Mariko, his wife, and he's about to leave on a, on a mission. She's like, don't go. He's like, what do you mean? You shouldn't leave your daughter. She needs you. You should go and read a story. One, not a violent one. One with princesses. Not like the samurai stuff you like to read. And he's like, I can smell you. And you smell like me, so I know there's some there. I don't know if from an alternating timeline or future or what, but thanks. And he goes back and reads a story to his daughter. And then she, like, cries a little bit and disappears. It's like trying to make it dramatic. As like, uh, are you coming inside? I, no, 
Thank you. I think I'm going to go back. I, I don't want to leave. I'll miss you. It's okay. It's okay. I can't wait to meet you, Lore. Goodbye, Dad. And then she fades away. And he goes to tell the story. So I guess it's her or something, which is not X-23's background even a little bit. Nope. Or she's a clone. Um, it's The art is good. Not great, but it's really good. Um, the coloring, I actually... They do a great job of, like, bringing out the catching sunset, uh, catching the mood of a scene. Mm, right. um, kind of bleaches... Kind of, like, bleaches stuff out sometimes, but the dramatic effect is very good. Um, the action is always pretty easy to follow, but not dramatic. So that kind of... It's like, I can follow it, but it doesn't have a lot of energy to it to me. Um, it, I really miss the old... Wolverine scenes where he's like surrounded by ninjas just gutting dozens of them right you know and this is like there's like three ninjas you know it's like the artist draws just enough so you know there's many ninjas but he without drawing many ninjas you right. know uh, I just found the story really cheesy um, I didn't like how Strain 3 or all new Wolverine's Laura is so much better than Wolverine at anything and so much smarter than him at everything and is now her dad her daughter or something i don't get it so the book writing wise was a big downer to me especially when you when everyone starts getting pumped oh boy wolverine's coming back and then they're like no marvel says he's not I'm like oh what the hell's the point of this then well so laura can have a dream sequence i guess hmm. i think maybe that's it maybe this book is entirely laura's dream sequence and that's why she's so much better than wolverine in every way and gets a bedtime yeah, story. There you go. That that makes perfect sense. That makes sense. Still not a great issue. Uh, no, it's, it still sucks balls, but it makes uh, sense. It's not terrible. Two and a half to three for me. It's not great. It's not really bad. an average book when the only thing good about it is the art. The art's pretty solid. The thing is, it's not a bad book. Some things annoy me. It uses a lot of tropes. It's a lot of cheesy, but it's not. I wasn't eye rolling at everything I read. It's just kind of okay. Yeah, you're better. Oh, whatever. But it has some okay stuff going on. The plot was very simple, very easy to follow. I might go too. Uh, if I have to def having to defend it, I guess I got to go too. Yeah. It's below average. Then a lot of the fanboys love it. I just didn't. I give it a chance because I'm a fan of Wolverine. I like X-23 too, but this was just... Wasn't that good. Sorry, guys. And that's it for Generations. The best. I'll do Wolverine and Wolverine. Terrible title too, by the way. Awful, just awful. That says number zero at the bottom, but it's number one up top. Thanks, Marvel. Anyway, last up, Superman number 29. A minute longer, part one. And the cover, if you're seeing it, yes, that is Superman wearing a yellow lantern outfit with a yellow lantern with In Blackest Day and Brightest Night, Beware Your Fears Made Into Light. So does that actually happen in the book, or is this nothing but a misleading cover? Uh, pretty much does. Okay. All written, right. written by Keith Champagne. Um, pencils. <laughs> Mike actually, I think that's Champagne. Yeah. No, that's not how Christopher Walken says it. Okay, that's not how Christopher. Well, fair. That's fair. Um, so pencils are Doug Monke, or maybe Mink. Uh, inks are Jamie Mendoza with Scott Hanna and Rob Hunter. Uh, colors are Will Quintana and Tony Avina, and the cover is by Ryan Souk. So after uh, uh, the Kent family American tour, they're back home. Uh, 
the main part of this book is it starts out with a little boy like looking for essentially Pokemon, but it's not. It's like essentially playing Pokemon Go, but they call it something else. Yeah, for reasons. Yeah. It's Champagne, says uh, Duncan Idaho. <laughs> Could be very much, but the uh, uh, he ends up going to this building and he sees this like little glowing yellow rat-like guy. He's like, oh, you must be one of the new ones, one of the legendaries I haven't seen before. What are you? And he picks it up, and then it, like, jumps into him. Rawr! If you any, know anything about Green Lantern history, you see the rat thing, and you go, oh, crap. Because it looks like a small version of Parallax. Oh, awesome. That's yep. awesome. It is very uh, awesome. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do you mean? Do you mean to say? Are Are you going to say that Superman is somehow infected by parallax? I'm getting there. Okay. No. I'm calling BS right now. Right now. He He resisted Eclipso. Yes. And and yeah. Yes. And, and he's he's like some super powerful yes. like angel of yes. vengeance or some yes. another. You gonna let me like get that. there or not? Oh, oh, I'm already hurting. I'm already hurting. Let you let me I, get there I, or not? I'm no longer. I'm no longer sending you this. I'm drinking it. You're just punishing yourself, not me, with that. Watermelon <laughs> isn't going to taste like medicine. <laughs> just you wait. We're waiting. Yeah, it doesn't look no, good. No, that's better. That's better. <laughs> it's better than getting kicked in the crotch. I'll take it. Um, Comparatively, it's it's much better. So, uh, little boy gets jumped by Parallax. Uh, next part is Superman kind of monologuing about how all these kids have gone missing recently. There's fear gripping the city. Uh, he goes to meet up with the parents of these kids, like, you know, the police and I are doing all we can. Uh, we'll do whatever we can. And the uh, so the parents aren't going to complain, well, you said the next family shows up. Because, like, every six days a kid disappears. He's like, well, we're, I'm doing everything I can. Uh, you mm-hmm. can tell he's actually kind of stressed about it. Um this, of course, they had the heavy-handed fears gripping the city. So you got to know where this is going. But Jimmy Olsen makes a comment of that he took some pictures of like, some of the crime scenes, but there must be something off his camera because everything comes out with like a yellow filter on it. Which nice. Superman goes, wait a minute. So he like adjusts his supervision. It kind of like, gives him a headache, but he starts to be able to see like the yellow traces of this, you know, the, the yellow lantern energy. Because he's Superman. He can do that. Yeah. And he pretty much any, anything he can do, he can just write it in. Yep. Himself. Yep. And he, some other stuff happens. Not going to get all the details, but eventually he runs into like the first kid who went missing, with another little girl he took out of her house. And he's like, "Whoa, Jimmy, or whatever the kid's name is, you're, you're the first one who went missing. What's like, you, you, where do you take you home?" He's like, "Oh, we don't want. I don't want to go home." And of course, yo, know, him and the girl with growl with their yellow eyes, and they, you know, they attack him. Sure. Um, and eventually they end up like doing this big old power attack on him, knock and uh, knock him back. So he has to go back and find him again. He finds him, and he finds all the kids who have gone missing. They all have the glowing yellow eyes. They all have like sharp teeth, they little monsters. And he figures out pretty quick, this isn't you. This is Parallax. He's like, you need to let them go, Parallax. He's like, oh, I will, because I got what I want. I got you, Superman. I'm gonna take you over. He's like, no, you're not. He's basically like, I'm Superman. Gummy. Well, it's not quite that bad, but it is one of those things where he's like, fear is just, courage is fear that holds on for one more minute. I will hold on that one more minute forever. You know that. You know you cannot take me. 
And it's actually kind of a dramatic moment. You know, because Superman, like, fights. It's like, no, I will beat this. I have too much to do. I will stand up for truth, justice, you know. And it's really nice. He's like, yeah, Superman. And then Paradox goes, okay. I'll start killing all these kids. Superman's like, wait, what? Yeah, I'm just going to kill all these kids right now. And I'm going to kill every kid in the city because I can do that. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, okay, don't do that. If you'll spare the kids, go off planet. Leave them alone. Uh, you win. Because I, I just... That, that's no win. I can't stop it. Which, in a way, is kind of like, well, Superman, you can stop it. But he says, okay, just... Maybe his plan is I'll let Parallax enter me and then I'll beat him out later. Which might be his plan because he's Superman. He could do that. Uh, I think that's his plan. So Parallax is like, wah, ha, 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 and jumps into Superman. Uh, who immediately starts going, ah, oh, the fear, the power, the evil. And as that's going on, he's starting to get all Parallaxed up. Uh, which I think is more helpful for Parallax because he's kind of weak at that point. It's kind of a nice dramatic page there where he's all evil. Arr, I'm so cool. This means how his powers give him a yellow cape. But he immediately gets shakowed right there. Shakow! Like, well, what's shakowing him, you say? Who would immediately start fighting Parallax Superman? That, that guy right there. Who's that guy? Sinestro. Oh, of course. <laughs> Dick, Dick taking my thunder. Yeah, Sinestro immediately beats him and says, you have something that belongs to me, Superman. So I was like, ah, I like it. And I like that what happens on the cover actually is in the book. Yeah, that's oh, strange. Amazing. It's um, so strange it never happens. <laughs> almost never. It, that precise scene doesn't happen, but at least, you know, it's there. I So overall, I liked this book. Um, I kind of don't like how easy it was, how quickly, okay, 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 just don't, don't hurt anyone. Yeah, I'll he, he should you. have learned from that whole Eclipso thing, because that's what happened with the whole Eclipso thing. He actually right. let, yeah, he actually let Eclipso in because he threatened to kill everybody or whatever. Yeah, yeah and it's just, it's a done again. Yeah. And that, that's but... even more hurtful than actually, you know, the, the Parallax winning. I wouldn't say that, because he knows that if he lets something like that happen, he knows he could fight it off and save lives. He's willing to sacrifice himself to do that. Because he knows he knows that it's not going to have like Parallax, ah, ha, ha, and then just going to start murdering everyone. He knows, at least he believes he'll be able to fight it off. Yeah, he, he always believes has he past. can. Yeah. As then Sinestro shows up like, dude, that's, that's my thing. You don't have the mindset for that. And also you got to think, the way the, the, all the rings work, uh, the green, the yellow, blue, indigo, whatever, the way they all work is they find someone compatible to go with. Parallax is like the entity that powers the rings, so the exact same rules don't apply. But even then, Superman is incompatible with him. Yeah. You can say, woohoo, I got Superman's body. I'm going to be super tough. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Superman. But you're going to work in a half strength, maybe. Well, Superman is still pretty good, but your powers aren't going to work very well either. Because he's going to be resisting the entire time. He is not compatible yeah. with you. So, found it interesting. Um, it's something actually I've never seen where Superman being mixed with, you know, being caught by a yellow lantern. Um, he was a white lantern and a black lantern, but he was dead when he was a yes. black lantern. And then yes, he was a white lantern in Brightest Day, Darkest Night. So this was, I thought was actually really interesting. It didn't happen the way I thought it did. Like, I thought they would find like, oh, you have your hidden fear, Superman. You're afraid for your son. You're afraid for the, you know, you can't do it. You know, I thought something like that was going to happen. You're afraid your wife hates you for cutting off a limb. Yeah. Well, actually that was, actually didn't happen. They said. 
That was actually oh, really? something they showed uh, John to make him think that happened. It actually never happened. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, that was just uh, uh, Black getting into his head and saying, look what happened. Oh, your dad's so evil. That actually didn't happen. That, you know, Lois like, look, look, I'm fine. Didn't hurt me. I'm fine. Anything's cool. Uh, anyway. So I liked this book a lot. Didn't love it, but I liked it. Um, and I really thought the art was spot on. It was really a dark for a Superman book. And of course, it takes place at night most of the time. But great pacing of the scenes, great sh- uh, great showing instead of telling. Um, found the little kids to be creepy, but not so creepy that I would think it'd be in a Batman book. <laughs> uh, but yeah, really. Oh God! Bad. Oh God! <laughs> I was a child once. I was a Green Lantern and a Yellow Lantern. I had all the lanterns. We had a Chinese Lantern Festival once, outside of a theater where I watched a movie. Oh God! Um, <laughs> thank you, Duncan Idaho, you, for Duncan giving Idaho. us that. Creating that, that trope. That little meme. <laughs> that little vocal meme. Thanks a lot. Um, but the – so I enjoyed the book a lot. Um, not super good, though, so I'm going to go three and a half out of five. Really liked it. Not super great. The art was real solid. Thought the colors were great. Thought the art was great. Uh, fun book, three and a half out of five. Great. And it's the beginning of a story arc. So, hey, if you like uh, Green Lantern stories and you like Superman, you should buy it. Well, usually I found that people who like Green Lantern and like Superman are different people. Often, yeah. I like them all. I'm I'm a Green Lantern man. Most nerds are actually. Yeah, when it comes fair. to like reading percentages, nerds tend to love Green Lantern. Because nerds tend to think if I had that ring, I could mess some stuff up. Oh no, no, no! I would be a freaking failure with that ring. <laughs> Just a failure. It's awful. I mean, I, I, I like Hal, Hal Jordan is my Green Lantern. Hal okay, awesome. says, well, Hal Jordan's awesome. Yes, Hal Jordan is awesome. But Kyle... Kyle Rayner's good, too. I like him. Guy Gardner's Kyle just Rainer, fun to laugh at. Yeah, Guy, Guy Gardner's a joke. The two current Green Lanterns are pretty good, too, but I, I, liked really, I really liked Kyle Rayner. Hal Jordan, though, is the man. Everyone knows that. Yeah, everyone, everyone knows that. Everyone knows Hal Jordan's the man. If you want more, Garthon, uh, you can find my videos on YouTube, especially my Foundry Teamos with that Heathen Dog guy. <laughs> Those are some fun stuff. Star Trek meets MST3K meets <laughs> RPG. Uh, also, you can check out my streams on weeks when I'm actually going to be here uh, at 9 Central on, uh, yeah, Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, like I says, Tips hat. Tips hat. I had to add the <laughs> propeller. propeller was red. Red like the blood from the Allegheny. Oh, God. <laughs> Stupid Tom King, Batman. Stop it. <laughs> um. Anyway, but that's that. Hope you all enjoyed that. I did. Very good. I'm glad someone did. That's all I need. Just need a little validation in my life. That's all I need. Let's go to the RNG. I love you, man. I promise. I promise to love you. Just, just put that closer to your lips. I love it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Next up, let's talk about The Defenders, which just came yes. out this week. Yes, it did, and I binge-watched it yesterday. Congratulations. Actually, I was working late. I did not do that. Yes, you were. Uh, I, I, found it, I found it good. I mean, uh, it, was, it, was, uh, it was serviceably written. I mean, uh, the, the, it can be extremely tricky getting all of these different characters in the same place and having them work together. 
and it didn't just magic fairy dust it you know i mean it actually uh had had a lot of pushback especially from matt murdoch and jessica jones who are loners by yeah, nature very much yeah yeah had a lot of pushback from them which and, is good because uh, it, it wouldn't be natural for them to say a, a group heck yeah right 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 and uh, it had it had good it had serviceable. I'm not going to say good or great because the, the the writing didn't wow me, but it was serviceable writing to to get them into the fold, you know, like like on the team, like, OK, I'm down. I mean, of course, Jessica Jones was the last because she is a serial, you know, loner. She's just that way. I mean, eh. And she doesn't have the nicest personality, honestly. So, you know. Yeah, no, no, not at all, not at all. But uh, yeah, she she was the last one on board. But when when she was on board, she was all in. Everyone at the end was just all in. That's good. That's good. So yeah, it's, and, it's a nice and, like bringing the team together story. Right, right. It it, it didn't feel like anything was forced. It, it didn't feel like like they were tricked through through stupid writing or anything like that. It it seemed organic. It seemed natural. Of course, she'd be all in. Where in the beginning, you were like, of course, she doesn't want anything to do with these yahoos. Right. You know. So it, it was nice. It was it was serviceable writing. It it did its purpose. It was good. Now, um, how do they how do they fare? Uh, with their with their standalone series uh character wise did, did they change did they stay the same did they grow well uh danny rand uh character wise is the same garthon's not gonna like to hear that no because really. he, he didn't he didn't like danny rand not at all uh for 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 reasons that are beyond you know logic but uh uh you Luke mean that Cage i like convincing actually, characters who actually can stand up for themselves and actually are decent martial artists he is. He That's is like an saying I'm the world's greatest he baseball is. player. Where's my wiffle nope. bat? Nope. He's a master martial artist. Every single normal, normal person he came up against, he destroyed without using his iron fist. Good. All the time. I'll wait till I watch it to judge. Okay. Maybe I've seen too many uh, martial Luke, arts films. Luke Cage. He is the most true to to his standalone series story guy. I mean, he uh, he is still street level, you know. You know, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not here to save the world. I'm here to save a kid who lives on my block. Right. You know, true to, true to the, 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 uh, the spirit of the comic type thing. Now, I really liked that at the end of the series, Danny Rand was brought down from world level. Got us, got to save the, got to save the world by killing the hand, to city level, to align more with Luke Cage. You know, they actually they actually wrote that in there All that right. he and Luke Cage actually got a friendship going on, which they should, which they should. Exactly. I love that. I love that. Now, the worst writing I, I'm going from left to right. If you haven't told if you haven't been able to tell yet, but uh, the, the worst writing compared to the standalone series was Daredevil. Now, maybe oh. it's because maybe because he's the only guy who had two seasons. I don't know. All right. But uh um, he, I, I'm not saying it, it sounded like a different character because he's played by the same actor and he, he's had two seasons. He knows how to play the same character, but some, some of the decisions that he made, some, some of the thoughts that he had out loud were like, really, I don't think you would say that in any, in your show, you know, like, like it, it, it didn't, it, it, it seemed like that writing was the most flawed. Okay. Uh, Jessica Jones was was the second most flawed. I mean, she uh, she she still had she, you know she still had her 
her, her attitude about working with people and being a loner and I don't, I don't want to be a hero, stuff like that, except it was accentuated to an insane degree. I mean, it was too over the top. It was too, so over the top. It was not believable. She should have come on board. According to the writing, she should have come on board a while ago. All right. But they they over the top wrote her resistance compared to the the end of her own series. All right. All right, I believe that. They really, yeah, they 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 went a little wrong. They're trying with to her. show how Not, independent she is. Like, yeah, but too far. much. They went overboard. They went over like like she she was independent. The point of being completely illogical in ways that she was not in her own series. So, eh. fair enough. Yeah, but overall, overall, it was an exciting story. It had Sigourney Weaver. I was like as, a, as the as the main villain. She was the main villain in Ghostbusters. No, she wasn't. I'm kidding. She no, she wasn't. She she was the main villain in Cabin in the Woods. She was. Yes. And she, uh, she she's she's reprising her role as main villain in the Defender series, which she, is nice. She was a villain oh in a uh, Be Kind Rewind. Don't watch. There was that also film. an Alien movie, a, a movie about an alien, who who was voiced by Seth Rogen. Did not see that one. Okay, I don't remember the name of it, but but she, she was the main main bad guy in that one, and she died by having an alien ship land on her with her land with the landing oh, gear. Oh, that was uh, not Ted, not nope. Oh, nope, it's, it's another one word that. title. That's the name of the alien. I understand, that but was I actually, can't remember. Simon right Pegg was in that film. Yes, that yes, was actually and, a, that was actually a funny and, movie. Yes, it was a good movie, but uh, yeah, she she had very little screen time. She she was the main bad, and she was killed by the landing gear of an alien spacecraft, like unexpectedly and immediately. I'm looking that up. She yes, she is not killed unexpectedly Paul. and immediately. It was called Paul. Paul, there you go. Boom, done. There you go. And uh, she is not killed as unexpectedly or as immediately or at all. I don't know. I'm not saying. In, uh, in the Defenders, but uh, she, she does have a much more significant role. I'll give you that much. <laughs> now, uh, we, we were looking at the current Marvel iteration of uh, the visual media yes. of the Defenders. And let's take a look at the original comic Defenders. Take a look. That's not, technically, it's not the original Defenders. Okay, okay. I'm just saying, like, some of them are the original Defenders, like the Hulk and Doctor Strange. Yeah, and yeah the, the original Surfer. were uh, Doctor Strange, Silver Surfer, Hulk, and Namor. Yes. And then yeah, it the, expanded the, with, uh, let's see, left to right, that's Hellcats, Nighthawk, Cleo, Doctor Strange, Hulk, Namor, Silver Surfer, Valkyrie. Uh, I can never remember the, that guy's name and the other guy. Cause they're not oh, is, is that the, D, the Etrigan? The Etrigan's DC. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, he looks like him though. A little bit. Yeah. Yes. Like like power set. like I, I I got lazy with my art today. Actually. And, and the guy with uh, with the big flowy cape, I can never remember his name. He's actually kind of cool, but he's like one of those like C list Marvel heroes. Like, hey, it's me again. Like, oh yeah, you're kind of cool. Yeah. All right, I did something. I'm gonna go back to my mom's apartment again. Uh, if you need something, let me know. Nice. Yeah, it's, I can't even remember his name. I feel bad. Okay, uh, but uh, the, the original Defenders, in, in their original iteration, uh, they were not a team. They, they, they were mystically or magically or whatever well, connected Doctor together. Doctor Strange that, would get them all to come together whenever there's a, a great enough need. Yes, yes. I mean, if, if, if there was a great enough need and no one else was around, you didn't call the A team, you called the D team. 
the defenders team <laughs> and th th they would they would magically be summoned from wherever they are in the cosmos to the to wherever this peril is and they have to deal with it to get sent back basically i mean to continue on with their lives they'd have to deal with it and win yeah that was the original thing and it was stupid well the just dumb If you go back to the original 1960s uh, Defenders book, originally it was a dude – there was some evil villain who actually tricked the Defenders into uh, – he kind of tricked uh, Hulk and Namor into fighting each other so they would both like punch something at the same time to give enough energy to, act to activate a machine that would detonate all the nuclear stockpiles in the world simultaneously. Um, and Doctor Strange figured out his plan and tr had to stop them. And then they all figured out what went on and went on to, uh, you know, be heroes together. And then Silver Surfer joined in. Because at this point, I think he was locked in the Earth. Yeah, something like that. I don't remember. Yeah, go, go, uh, when when he when he first rebelled against Galactus to save the Earth, uh, Galactus punished him by by uh, sealing him in the Earth's atmosphere. Yeah, he actually used to have these. I wish I could. They've been gone for years. I'm, I had these like giant size, I mean, literally are huge, uh, Marvel reprints from I think they're the 70s, maybe early 80s. But I had them for the Defenders and the Fantastic Four, and I collected like the first 10 or 20 issues of each series. And they're these huge, full color things. They were awesome as a kid. So, you know, it had like a, the original Defenders how they got together stuff. It had the Fantastic Four one that had uh, this man, this monster, the classic Thing story, or the one where a name where it has like the giant walking whale attack the city and Thing has to carried atomic bomb on his back and put it down the whale's throat. But great stories like that. Anyway, sorry. But uh, the Defenders were always a neat series. They've tried to reboot them multiple times throughout the years. It never quite worked out. Uh, the original Defenders ended up getting bloated to the point where the roster included such luminaries as Howard the Duck. And they ended up having, like, a big mansion base. So they kind of became like, if you're not cool enough for the Avengers, join the Defenders. That's kind of what <laughs> yeah, they turned we're, into. Yeah, we're, we're actually looking for Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah. I think Hawkeye was part of the team for a while. And it's just really, <laughs> of course he was. Of course. He's on every team. And so it was just really kind of sad. Um, that's kind of when the Defenders ended up dying and then coming back in multiple forms. They keep trying. Maybe it'll come back again and be good someday, but... Maybe. Well, now this iteration of the Defenders is a little more logical than, you know, Hulk, Silver Surfer, Namor, and Doctor Strange. I mean, come on. Yeah, well, every, well, this is comic related. Throughout history, you'll see Marvel will put out books of like, okay, uh, what heroes aren't doing anything? Uh, like, if you ever saw The Champions, The Champions was Hercules, Black Widow, Iceman, Angel, and Ghost Rider. Wow. Yeah, it makes no also, sense. Also, nothing to do with you. No, nothing, no, no sense nothing. at all. And what, no. what was hilarious is that... None he, of them can stay in the same room together at Two one of them time. can. Iceman yeah, and Angel. Yeah, This fair. was in the yeah. 70s, they, they yeah. before yeah. Angel became all moody and stupid. But right. that book actually started out as the main writer going to uh, the editor and saying, hey, I got this great idea. Angel and Iceman leave the X-Men, and they go on the road together helping people and fighting crimes. It's like a buddy comic. Like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. I love it. He's like, sweet. He starts writing it. Then they come back. You know what this book needs? It needs a woman. So Black Widow's not doing anything. People like Black Widow. Put her on the team. 
Well, it's not really a team. It's a team. They're the champions. I, I, what? And Black Widow's on the team. Okay. So he adds Black Widow, starts riding it. They're like, you know what, though? You know what this team needs? What does it need now? It needs a powerhouse. Like a really strong guy. And Hercules isn't doing anything. Put Hercules on the team. He should be the leader. Um, all what? right. And do you know what else this team needs? Oh, God. Just, just what? what? Nothing. What? <laughs> Nothing. It needs something dangerous. You know? I, the X-Men has Wolverine. The Avengers. Well, has... we already have something dangerous. It's called low viewership. <laughs> and then you know what they need? They need Ghost Rider. That's what they need. And so Ghost, that's how the champions were formed. It went wow, from that's crazy. Yeah, it went from an Iceman Angel Buddy comic to <laughs> to that. Um, oddly enough, the series. An Iceman Angel long. Buddy comic sounds sounds funny. It actually could be interesting if done right. I yeah, mean, no one believed it, it that sounds a sounds something like like I'd want to see it. Well, no one believed a Green Lantern Green Arrow comic would be good, and it ended up being pretty good. And it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. great. So anyway, that's a whole different book, though. Yeah. Anyway, that that is the Defenders. Uh, I, I didn't want to. I don't want to give anything away because it just came out. So, yes, uh, for for the most part, Danny Rand and Luke Cage stick stick to their character, writing wise, story wise, personality wise. Uh, not so much for Matt Murdock and almost for Jessica Jones. So there you go. But still worth watching. Still worth watching. Yes, All definitely. Right. Especially the ending was awesome. Very cool. Looking forward to it. I will no, no, I'm it. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, no. I, no, I the ending was awful. Never mind. Don't watch no, it. No, no, no. It wasn't awful. It was, it was awesome, except for the last 20 seconds sucked. Other than that, it was great. Just like a big shadowy ed cloud entity show up and they say, oh, Galactus. No, nothing like that. Oh, that, 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 I, that would be ridiculous. And I, I wouldn't have even talked about <laughs> it. Today. I'd be so shamed. Uh, anyway, thank you, Ethan Dog, for that. You're um, welcome. I really don't have anything RG-wise. Uh, I'm pretty boring. I recently started playing, I think I talked about Tokyo Mirage Sessions FE. Uh, I haven't had a lot of time to play it this week, but I've been playing it. Uh, consistently, it's been very good. Uh, very modern RPG. Uh, Light-hearted action. Combat relies a lot of creating combos between your team, so it's. Uh, I hope it gets sequels in the future. I found it very interesting. I'll actually make a review of it when I'm done with the game, whenever that is. Right. And in the next couple weeks, I recorded some audio uh, for some classic video games that you might be interested in uh, that will air during the show. Hopefully, it's not too bad. But we'll see. If we have enough interest, maybe I'll continue more episodes of that. Heathen Dog's going to help me out with those. I will, yes. I, I will do, I'll do my best to find, find gameplay video clips for you that, uh, that no one's going to uh, sue me for. Eh. So that'd be fun. We can get sued. We're used to it. But uh, <laughs> do you have any final words of wisdom, Heathen Dog? Oh, geez. Let's see. Um, read Discworld. Uh, Duncan Idaho brought, brought up a, a Dis Discworld reference. Carrot Iron Founderson. Awesome. And if you don't know who that name is, then you need to read some Discworld to get to know what that name is. All right. There's also Discworld video games. All right. There if you like this. You read the book. Read the book, lazy. You can like, subscribe, and comment on this video and other Legion's videos on Twitch. On YouTube, just look up Legion Myth in those. We have our own Reddit. You can go reddit.com slash r slash Legion Myth for the subreddit, which is happily controlled by Heathen Dog. Uh, Facebook.com slash Legion Myth. You can tweet us at Legion Myth. We will get back to you. Uh, have a lot of fun with that recently. Yeah, Facebook Messenger or join our Steam group. And, of course, the audio version of this can be found on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play Music because 
That's a thing that some people I've heard it's use. A thing yeah, it's, it's a, a thing now. If you want to support Legion Myth, you could do so through a Twitch streaming subscription. Just look for Legion Myth. Patreon.com slash Legion of Myth. Streamlabs, look for Legion of Myth. Directly through PayPal, or you can get our gear at shop.spreadshirt.com slash Legion of Myth. And impress the kids, impress the ladies, impress the guys. Impress yourself. That can happen. A special thank you to our top subscribers, Hicks206 of DayZ. Through Patreon, Hicks206, Elgarian, and Sheriffs. Through Streamlabs, Baldahar, Erwin Rommel, Nicole's Harem, Magical Cat Girl Fanboy, Spectral Fire, Level 99 Cat Girl Armor Lover, Heathen Dog, and Alan51. Thank you very much. It's your continues patronage that makes all of this possible. It's true. Legion's opening theme, Fall of the Thank you, everyone. And as always, remember, guys, you have one life. Live it well. Live it nerdy. And have a great darn anomaly. <laughs>